Hello and welcome back to the Sacred Ordinary Podcast, friends and family. Love having you here. Thanks for so much for supporting and being part of um, this podcast. I hope it adds a little bit of sunshine or a feeling of connection or anything that your heart desires for this very moment while you listen to it. So I'm back here um, in upstate New York. It is November 3rd, 2021, as I record this. Um, I am in Phoenicia at Menla, which um, I have resided before. I'm back here for now for a couple of months to help out at the spa. The nature is absolutely beautiful. The colors and the of the leaves turning yellow and orange and red and there's some greens left and just the the shades of mountains behind it that are dark blue and gray and there's a bit of fog and the way the sunlight comes through the trees and how birds are nesting on the the branches and just the sound of streams and rivers around the the property and the stars at night i mean i can go on and on the fire pit and the beautiful people the lovely smells whether it's after the rain in nature or at the spa with all the natural um skin products uh, that have been blessed by reiki um magicians and uh alchemists who've been to, you know, participating in the creation of those beautiful products. Um, nevertheless, there has um, been intensities. I feel like um, for me specifically, it was, um, um, you know, the intensity was felt through the ceremony that I joined a couple of weeks ago. It was an ayahuasca ceremony in Florida, and it was um beyond what words can express um i had uh, experienced ayahuasca before six years ago in the jungles amazon jungles of the peru with peruvian uh, amazons with a hundred something year old shaman and his son and a small group of roommates and friends that we we came we went there from lima we were living together um, from musicians and dancers and architects and artists, actually, that was pretty much the the, the rest of the group. And one younger guy from uh, Britain who um, was part, you know, part of the natural. Um, just, I think the company he was working for in Lima was basically solar panels and things like that. So we were all in a sense, children of the rainbow. <laughs> um, and basically creators participating in co-creation. However, interestingly enough, that experience wasn't as powerful as this one, maybe because I wasn't very intentional. I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. And yeah, I didn't have, the, I hadn't cultivated the practices that I have uh, ever since then in my life, which is a lot of yoga and, and Vedanta and knowledge and seeking deeper into the truth and in with my breath and with my groundedness as a human in life and my relationship with, you know, my soul. Um, even though I've been on the healing journey for over 16 years now, 
um, you know, doing meditations and energy healing and things like that, but to get real deep about these things and to get, um, you know, to make peace um, with a lot of things that we've resented just by being in the body, for example, that was one of, I think, one of my challenges. I felt like I didn't belong in my body, you know, for years and I didn't feel comfortable ever, like physically, until I got to yoga. I got into yoga, even though, um, you know, energy healing absolutely transformed my life. So, so yes, so despite the fact that that experience was in Peru, in the Amazons with a hundred something year old um, Peruvian shaman who's been doing this for years and years. And this one was in Florida and with the, the church, uh, the Ayahuasca church called Soul Quest uh, in Orlando was, is actually established with a couple who are white people. One of them is German. The other is American, I believe, and most um, uh, facilitators of the program are also like white. There's no nothing. They don't physically look like they have any Native American backgrounds or anything like that. However, the experience, obviously, the medicine is the medicine, and it was one of the most important, powerful, and best things I've ever done in my life. I think it was very timely. I was feeling a bit at the end of the rope, my rope. Uh, even though I have had, like I said, all these tools, you know, whether it's yoga, meditation, energy healing, you know, movement, journaling, um, having coaches and, you know, doing whatever I want, meaning like travel when I want to live where I want to, like, I literally had no excuse to like not feel good. However, I didn't there. And it wasn't for a long time, though. It was a short time, but I really felt like I was confused. I didn't know where, what direction my life was going to take. And I felt like that was my shortcoming and my lack of like in, you know, investing in myself enough to, to figure that out or like to, to ground myself in a specific path to have roots by now. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to turn 40, I think in January, even though that was not like a big topic, but at the same time, I felt like, um, you know, um, I, I didn't know what my life is looking like still. And, Having gone through a breakup recently, um, I think also felt really heavy on my emotional system and it, it felt like a big failure and uh, subconsciously or unconsciously, I was carrying a lot of weight from that. Even though my whole Spain um, journey um, was very beautiful and powerful and so helpful and like uh, going through lots of emotional healing and I was joking um, to a friend I was saying it's called Spain for a reason because it's pain and um, but it was clearing a lot of pain and I really really had a beautiful time there with a lot of yoga classes that I took both in Barcelona and in the village of Cazorla and also being in nature going digging in those waters and connecting with beautiful people being surrounded by a culture that's very laid back and chill and also very lively at the same time and alive um you know compared to the north american um you know mainstream culture so it was very healing and um yeah and again coming back to the U.S., I felt ready to be back here. And ayahuasca, 
uh, you go on a dieta, so you go, you cut out um, things like coffee, uh, any sort of sexual activity, you know, on, on all levels, because, you know, you're, you're preserving your sexual energy, your kundalini energy for that experience, for medicine to really give you the full experience, right? And you don't want any stimulants, like even, even salt, no animal products, you know, no, no, no crazy spices. Um, yeah, all of these things, carbonated drinks, all of these are cut out from your diet. And hopefully you follow that because it's in your own benefit. And then like a couple of weeks, I started a couple of weeks before, even maybe earlier, and I'm still continuing with that. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm having salt and spices and stuff like this, but no coffee, no um, sexual activity, which wasn't a problem because I'm not necessarily with anybody and uh, by myself, I'm okay. I can, I, I have, um, you know, I have um, mind over matter if, if the moment arises. <laughs> um, and it's been really great, you know. Um, so the medicine um, was very powerful. Was Like I said, it was the realest thing I think I've ever experienced because it was absolutely not linear. It was completely beyond time and space. And um, right off the bat, it showed me the truth, the truth and the reality of creation, the Maya and the games that we choose to participate in, all the masks we wear and our true nature, which is God, which is source, you know, we are that. And um, also what is creation is made of, what what is what is this world made of and how um, and it, like the samsara, the cycle of birth and death and all of that right and that's a heavy that's a lot because first and foremost you don't have anything or anyone to blame or want to run to because you're it that's it there is and that was a struggle to accept that and to see how and where you have given that power away is a bit of a challenge like it's a war you know the first at least first ceremony they all they tell you as well there so I, I found myself very much fighting. My ego was fighting. It was very stubborn. It was very powerful as well. And it was just like the lesson of letting go, letting go, letting go, letting everything be, letting just the things be, not trying to control anything. You know, one of the things with energy healing that happens uh, subconsciously is that you learn how to kind of play around with energy and with your mind and you know, on you know, it comes the time where you you don't have to let that go. You just have to completely surrender and accept everything just as it is. And as soon as you do that, the hell of everything that you're afraid of it being turns to very smooth and like you know, heavenly uh, in a sense. Um, I think you know, I didn't actually have to. Yeah, I mean, the fact that ayahuasca showed me how I am the center, I'm the source of everything, basically. So when there would be kind of a little, you know, scary images which pop up, I, I knew that I have, it's for me, you know, it's just for my good and how the benevolence of universe and ourselves and our the nature of our being, I think, was my personal um, uh, core of my perspective that, that was coming through 
And, you know, I've had these moments of feeling super primal with Mother Earth, like my heart needed to feel the earth. I was like clenching my claws or my, it was just like throwing my claws on the earth and just feeling my heart on earth and really feeling like as if it's my long lost lover. My breath starts like as if I have found the one that I had loved for so long that I had, you know, we've been separated from. And I was sitting around the fire the whole time. The moon, it was right after the full moon in, um, was it the full moon in Aries? Yeah, it was the full moon, I think, in Aries, the beginning of Scorpio season. So the moon was full, the trees were around, and everything looked like sacred geometry at times. People looked like avatar characters at times. You could see that the new earth that we're creating, we are truly at a very crucial time right now that we're transforming from three-dimensional linear life to a real five-dimensional and non-linear existence, which is spirit, which is energy, which is divine and sacred and there are many moments of vulnerability as we're going through this and we all are experiencing it there is nobody that is not feeling this vulnerability because we're all connected to the collective energy as well so and you know there is no room for feeling cocky about it so that and you know it's kind of humbling to have that vulnerability as well to know that you know we're all in this together and there are moments that like it might not be as perfect as we hope or whatever but it's okay right it's okay it's okay and we can just get back to that we can just you know keep creating it's like it's actually way more beautiful if you think about it you know let's um so much more poetic or an artistic and there's beauty and, and a possibility for connection when we for example during the ceremony there was this girl who um i was having i was on the floor you know just um on on some level feeling cold and alone but on another level i was you know um dismantling my whole ego and going through an ego death basically and finding a bigger light so it was a transformative moment right and all of it was um there was a point i saw my body my like limbs falling apart and just my body dissolving and going into light and you know just um awakening to that vision beyond birth and death and I was just on the floor and this girl came and started singing. She had like all these face tattoos. She looked literally like an avatar character. And but her voice was just absolutely divine and like nourishing and just all the connection I needed in that moment. And, you know, it calmed me down and it made me get up and open my eyes, look at her and ask her to hold my hands because I needed her. I needed that connection. And she knew. And after she came and sat next to me by the fire and somebody else came and they started um, chatting, even though I think it was after a good amount of time that, you know, they t turn on the torches and people can talk, you know, after that, which is, um, but I was still on the medicine, but I was hearing her, you know, opening up and feeling vulnerable. She was like, yeah, I've been singing all day. My, my voice is definitely not at its best right now. And, you know, that saved me. Her voice saved me. But the fact that she's so um, humble and also willing to admit her vulnerability and fragility and express that, you know, because to me, you know, me on the medicine, I was feeling like this is heaven. This is my savior but then I'm 
you know, in your mind, you go back and forth with this perfectionism at times, and yet understanding that you're not there, you're not perfect. And there has to be a middle ground. And that middle ground is that vulnerability, expressing it, allowing it to be. And it's such a powerful place to be. Because when you're perfect, anything can come and make it unperfect. It's like you're so uh, still vulnerable to something to break you. And when you are very imperfect and, you know, you don't recognize that you, you know, it's okay to be vulnerable, you, you you become a victim. But when you're in that space between, when you recognize that vulnerability is power, then pretty much you are, uh, um, you know, um, not giving your power away in that moment either. And uh, it's not a matter of, you know, (laughs) like a power struggle or anything like that. It's basically a matter of feeling connected despite feeling vulnerable and and owning it and communicating it and using your throat chakra or whatever else to express that and connect from that place and reflect back is the house of mirrors right we are reflecting to each other what is going on and to reflect back and be like it's okay even if you feel fragile and vulnerable you're perfect as you are right and um yeah i mean with the in the world that we are with the social media and with um everything that you kind of end up seeing people's perfection and amazing life and all of that um it it, it registers in your subconscious mind that there's something wrong with you that you don't have that perfect life but that's not the whole of a person the whole of a person has so many sides to it there is emotional, mental, spiritual, physical um, side, mental, did I say, that need nourishment. And people who live a balanced life, they have found ways to feed those all of those sides of themselves. And we are absolutely creating a new world. You know, and that second ceremony, second night was that peaceful, just, um, you know, surrendering to that connection and seeing the beauty and the power of love that actually does surround us and how we are here for a very high divine mission, sacred mission. And that mission has nothing to do with what is expected of us from the society, what is and the media is telling us how to do and what to do and what not to do. And it has everything to do with our hearts, with that unity consciousness that's within our spirit and in our heart and living life from that place. Um, and it's a practice. It's a, you, you know, you ask for it. You can ask for it from the angels. You can ask for it from your own higher self. You can ask for it if that's something you need to experience on a moment to moment to moment basis. And it becomes you, you become it. And it all, uh, you know, mends together, integrates. And, you know, more and more and more, you also connect with like-minded tribe and people not necessarily minded but hearted in that place of unity another practice that they offered was rape which i experienced in uh, mexico for the first time a few months ago when i was in tulum and uh, in tulum i enjoyed it but it wasn't something necessarily that i appreciated that much but because during the ceremony it was such a powerful thing um i 
I brought it home. I brought it some with me and um, I had a, a few uh, rapid sessions that by myself as well here uh, up in Menla and it's been absolutely powerful and amazing to just be in that heart space and receive the blessings of the ancestors and all the love that's really, really are surrounding us. And and it actually starts within our own heart to be able to see that connection and with our own third eye and vision. And we just have to want it enough. We just have to answer all the calls that come our way, the little nudges, all the moments that we think we're alone and nobody's watching and we don't even think about that maybe even, but all of those are being watched by the eyes of the divine. All, all, all of that is important. All of it is in, in the service of that sacred dream and sacred um, life beyond, um, you know, the 3D that is actually the reality of our existence. And uh, the more we yearn for it and respond to the call, the more we get to really experience it. And it's something that completely is worth, absolutely worth it. It's absolutely worth going through all the suffering in life. And just if that's the, you know, the, um, the next chapter of, of all of that. And, and it's possible for all of us. It's just a matter of trusting, surrendering, asking for divine, divine help and allowing the divine to help us, letting go of all the old beliefs, all the linear belief systems, all the politics, all the, you know, defensiveness and uh, offensiveness and accepting everything from the eyes of love and from our heart center, even if it doesn't feel good, even if it is uncomfortable and shows us that um, a picture of ourselves that we don't like to see or we don't like to look at because we created this whole mask and this whole identity that, um, you know, we thought, you know, was perfect and we, we will be loved because of it. But the real connection, authentic connection, authentic love goes beyond all of that. And um, we have to have that willingness to really want it, really want that authentic connection in whatever price it comes and sometimes that's in the price of let you know smashing that our own masks and our own shattering our own ego and um it is absolutely worth it i see 2222 as i said that <sighs> wherever you are i'm looking at sunshine through the these colorful leaves again here in menla and i'm wanting to reflect that beauty and love and warmth and sunshine and uh, just this dance of this relationship to you and your heart and your breath and your eyes and your whole being and i'm connecting with you through the eyes of the divine through the one heart that we all beat with all of our hearts are in the same rhythm let's tune into that lots and lots of love thank you for being here for being you Namaste.